Hi, my name is Katie, registered dietitian nutritionist obsessed with all things food, family, and wellness. There is seemingly ever-changing nutrition information, from fad diets to quick fixes. I'm here to sort all of that out with you. Each week, we will be diving into popular topics like fertility, weight loss, even food freedom. You can find it all here. I have made it my work's mission to educate and empower others towards food freedom, and I'm grateful to get to be doing that with you here each week. This is Simply Functional Nutrition with Katie. All right, well today we are talking anxiety around food in the holidays because as obviously as we're jumping into late November onto December, it's all things holiday parties, meals with family, you know, really a lot of stressful inducing situations for a lot of people that struggle with anxiety around food. So today's episode is really important to address our mindset, first off, around food and how to eat around the holidays. So we're really going to address the anxiety around food and holidays in two ways. First, addressing mindset, and then how can we practically approach a meal or an event and feel that we have a plan and we're going to see ourselves through to the other side, feeling good about how we've tackled that meal that is potentially anxiety-inducing. First off, whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas or maybe it's a holiday work party, you name it, treat that event as if it were any other day and any other meal. Of course, when we have these events and gatherings, they're going to be hyped up. I mean, it's different from the usual mundane Monday to Friday, what we normally do. So it is special and different in that way. But at the same time, sometimes when we put these events on a special pedestal, it can be a bit anxiety provoking. And so, especially when it comes to that feeling of nervousness around the foods that might be presented and how you might treat that particular meal, I want you to have the mindset that regardless of whether it's a big holiday or it's just a normal Tuesday, we want to treat it as if it's it's one meal and one day. This then leads me to my second part of our mindset around this meal. Food does not make you good or bad. I think so much in diet culture, we associate our actions with what we choose to eat as making us good or bad. I mean, we've all heard that from a family member or a friend, or maybe you've even found yourself saying it of, I'm going to be good today, or this is going to be a cheat meal, or that was bad, but I gave myself that permission and now I'm back on track. All of these lines of thinkings, lines of thinking, and popular phrases really are a product of diet culture that is pretty harmful to our self-worth, how we view ourselves, and also it's labeling food as something that has morality, right? It's labeling food as either being good or bad. Therefore, if I eat it, then I'm good or bad. And so I want to remind you, we have to disassociate ourselves from the fact that food makes you good or bad. What makes you you is not whether or not you decided to do dessert after that meal, right? What makes you you is your personality, the way you care for others, your loyalty to your friends, right? Fill in the blank. That's what makes you special and that's what sets you apart. And so when we attach our worth to food, we're really not doing ourselves any justice. 
So remember that as you step up to the plate, (laughs) quite literally, right? Remember that. Tell yourself, this meal does not define who I am as a person. This meal is not good. It's not bad. It's just another day. It's just another meal. And my friends and family are still going to love me regardless of what I put on my plate today, right? Okay, so just remember that. That's number two. So number one was we're treating it as if it was any other day. Number two, you are not good or bad determined by the food choices that you make, which in part is kind of a two-parter or maybe two and three, and that food does not have a morality. Food is not good or bad. It is just food. It's the way that we fuel our bodies. And hey, it's enjoyable, right? It tastes good. This leads me to my fourth point around mindset and food. Consciously give yourself the permission to enjoy the time with family, to enjoy the slowed pace in this special event that is this holiday. Let's Because Thanksgiving's coming up, we're going to specifically refer to Thanksgiving. Give yourself that permission to enjoy the holiday. Thanksgiving's a great, delicious, wonderful meal, but the whole purpose of that meal and the whole reason that meal exists is because it's a celebration of what we're thankful for, of our freedom as Americans. And then, of course, trickled down into today, it's really kind of evolved into this Thanksgiving of the ones that we love. What a beautiful thing to stop and to take time out of our busyness and our busy lives to celebrate that we're thankful for others in our life. So treat, treat to like, don't let food steal that from you. Don't let the fear or anxiety about what am I going to eat? What am I going to put on my plate? Steal the joy that this holiday can bring. Okay, number five with mindset. This is a little bit of a tricky one because we can only control ourselves. I can control how I combat the thoughts that might pop up into my brain. I can control what words come out of my mouth and how I respond to things. What we can't control is what others say. There very well might be some triggering comments at the dinner table, or even if you're not in a place where you're feeling overly sensitive or potentially triggered by a comment, you might get frustrated at hearing family members or friends say things As I mentioned previously, like, oh, I'm good or bad because I ate this specific food or diet starts tomorrow, I'm going to exercise this off, whatever it might be, these negative comments that we ourselves may not be saying, but our family members might be tempted to say, what happens? What do you do and how do you treat those sort of frustratingly triggering comments, right? My best piece of advice is to don't give them space to grow, right? We can stay, we, we have to stay in our own lanes. We have no other choice, right? We cannot control other people, but we can control whether or not we give those comments life. So if someone makes a comment that does link our food or our actions back to our morality, then you redirect that conversation. Don't comment on that comment. <laughs> Don't give it life. You can step away, find conversation with someone else, or just totally change the subject. Or on the flip side, maybe that's an opportunity to say, you know, actually, I've really been working on my mindset around food. And I've really been reflecting on the fact that food doesn't make me good or bad. So I'm giving myself this permission to enjoy this meal and to move on. 
Okay, so it's kind of two ways of combating or addressing those triggering comments. You know, gauge it for yourself around the situation. But at the very least, do not give those comments space. Do not give them life. Because we have to be the ones that set the standard and reverse the tide away from that diet culture and that morality of food back to it's neither good nor bad. And I am not defined by what I eat. Okay, so those are my five tips around mindset as we approach the holidays and potential anxiety around food that it can can be. I mean, it absolutely can be for so many people. I work with clients on a daily basis that are really struggling to find that food freedom and address that relationship with food. I am the type of person, my personality, I'm like, okay, this is great. I want to work on mindset and speak positivity to myself. But Katie, can you also tell me just practically, I'm going into this Thanksgiving meal. What are some practical things I can do as I approach this meal? Okay, so I'm going to give you six tips, practically speaking, on how you can approach, let's say Thanksgiving or any holiday meal or event. First thing, we are going to eat balanced meals around that one meal, you know, around that Thanksgiving meal or that Christmas dinner, right? Leading up to that and after, we're going to eat a balanced, normal meal as we normally would. I know there's a tendency, and I've seen, I saw this growing up. I saw this, I see this with clients now. There's this tendency to not eat or eat very minimally leading up to a big meal, overdoing it at the big meal. And by overdoing it, I mean going past the point of satisfaction to excessive fullness, maybe even illness. So overeating, overdoing it at that meal. And then after that meal, restricting, overexercising, um, a lot of these compensatory behaviors. No, we want to avoid all of that. Okay, so first practical tip, eat a balanced meal before your scheduled event or, um, you know, family gathering meal. Eat a balanced meal after. You know, we're, we're treating it as a normal day and it will be a normal day after. Okay, so that's first and foremost. Second, if you are someone that exercises, and I'm just saying exercise in general. I'm not saying you don't exercise, but on Thanksgiving, by golly, I'm going to exercise because I'm going to earn this meal, right? This is back to that diet culture of, of valuing your worth, earning food because of whether you've been, quote, good or bad, right? So when I say that, I'm saying that's a product of diet culture, okay? But say you're someone that just is exercising just for pure of, this is what I, I enjoy doing. I do this regularly. You know, Thanksgiving's no different. I'm still going to exercise. Okay, great. That's totally fine. But be sure that you're exercising in a way that's enjoyable to you. Make sure it's not a stressful exercise or a compensatory exercise where it's almost seen like a punishment on your body, right? Exercise because you're saying, thank you, body. Thank you for giving me the ability to work my body to add that strenuous exercise and get my heart rate up, I feel good and I appreciate you body, right? Like that's the mindset that we want to be as we exercise around the holidays. But do it in a way that's most enjoyable and not because it's a punishment. Okay, number three. This kind of intertwines with number one where we talked about eating balanced meals around the holiday meals. We want to avoid restricting 
Okay. So number three, avoid restricting. And I'm saying that's leading up to a large meal or leading up to just this, this holiday meal. It doesn't even have to be large, but I'm just saying leading up to this special meal or afterwards, we want to avoid restricting for a number of reasons. From a, from a mindset standpoint, when we restrict, that really can cause a triggering spiral of, well, if you restrict once, it can kind of be that snowball effect of what's going to stop you from restricting another time. And that's not normal behavior. That's not behavior that is taking care of your body when we restrict. So not only does restricting potentially cause a mindset shift and a downward spiral in that regard, but also it's just not physically good for our bodies. It's not promoting sustained energy. It's not promoting blood sugar balance. And then when we tend to gorge ourselves because we've restricted, that can potentially cause some binging behaviors, some erratic eating, and major blood sugar spikes or overfullness or overconsumption. Okay, so so overall, we just want to avoid restricting, treating it like a normal meal. You eat before, you eat after, you eat during that special meal. Okay, number four, eat your meal slowly and intentionally. Okay, make your plate, go sit down, start to eat. And I know, you know, when we socialize, sometimes we're not we're not paying as close attention to how fast or slow we're eating. So take a minute and and be mindful and check in with yourself. Chew the food slowly. And the the whole reason being, as we eat slowly, we're giving our bodies the time to digest, kind of understand how much have we eaten. And then, okay, am I going to signal, is my body signaling to me, okay, I finished my plate, I'm still hungry? Or am I satisfied? I'm good. It gives you it gives you that ability to take a beat and really kind of assess, do I need more? Am I full? Do I not even need to finish this whole plate of all this wonderful food because I'm full? Okay, so practically speaking, we can slow down our pace of eating and really, I know it sounds funny, but really chew your food. Chew it slowly and just slow it down. Okay, number five, avoid restrictive clothing. Okay, like be comfortable. Don't don't have on these skinny skinny jeans or skin tight shirts, and then you go to eat your Thanksgiving meal, and you're just not feeling comfortable. Like we want to be comfortable. I don't want fullness to be a distraction from time with well spent with family and friends. Okay, so just on a practical note, find an outfit that you're comfortable in that's not going to be restrictive, and that you feel your best self in. Okay, and number six serve appropriate portions. Just because it's Thanksgiving does not need mean that you have to get, you know, an excessive amount of food. Like if you want to try everything, go for it. Just make it a smaller portion size if there's seven or eight side dishes, right? I know in my family, that's how we do it. So serve appropriate, por- appropriate portions. If that's a little confusing for you, then don't get one of those, you know, if you if you can envision, I know we always grew up with the, um, disposable plates and there's the regular round plates and then there's the oval oval shaped like heavy duty plates right if if you're a little confused on portion sizes then get a plate that you would normally use for any other meal right like get a normal round plate fill it as if you normally would and there you go you can go eat it enjoy it you know back to our previous tip we're going to eat it slowly eat that meal slowly if you're hungry at the end of it go get more. That's okay. But let's start with appropriate portion sizes and don't overfill the plate. 
it can be really daunting when we do that. Okay, so I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful holiday weekend. Hopefully these mindset and practical tips will help you feeling positive about your body, positive about going into the holiday and spending well-spent time with family. Remember, food does not define us. What defines us are all of those intrinsic characteristics about ourselves. I tell my clients all the time, tell me something you love about yourself. What do your family, what would your family say about you that they, that they value and love about you? Because at 20, that six pack is probably not going to be the same at 75, right? That's not what's bringing our value. Our body does not define our value. It changes over time. But what doesn't change is who you are as a person and who you were created to be. So go forth, enjoy the weekend, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Simply Functional Nutrition with Katie. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. If you enjoyed the show, I would appreciate a five-star rating and share with your friends. Learn more at simplyspencer.com and be sure to follow me on Instagram at simplyspencer.com.